My name is Optimus Prime, and you're listening to Tales from Teletrain. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Tales from Teletran. And if you guys are watching and you've been with us for the last eight weeks, that means we're on episode eight. And I want to thank everybody who stuck with us so far for all eight of these episodes. From the first episode all the way up to now, The we've polished our craft and we've learned and we've made mistakes and something like that i don't know there's a speech in there somewhere that's all powerful and hoorah i just don't know what it is yet i'll probably figure it out in the next two hours and that's probably what we'll close with probably not but these other guys made mistakes i'm perfect i didn't do anything wrong well since you talked first triple r introduce yourself to the masses my friend (laughs) i am ac also known as triple r from rolling redneck reviews i am the one and only rolling redneck um I do uh, reviews on my channel, um, Chrome Shop, where I bling out my uh, figures with various different add-ons. And uh, my personal favorite, uh, Redneck Engineering, where we do some little minor repairs and fixes, and I walk you through it step by step. Um, That's pretty much me in a nutshell. You can find me here on YouTube. Well... You can find me on YouTube on my channel, Rolling Redneck Reviews. And uh, if you guys are, are watching this after it's live, I go back through and I edit the video and I link everybody's channel down below. So if you guys want to go to an older episode, don't leave this episode. Just open up a new tab and go to an older episode and check out everyone's channel here in the podcast. Crimson, what do you do, man? Where, where can these people find you? And you can find me on uh, Twitter, you can find me on Instagram, you can find me on YouTube, all under the same name of at Crimson Raptors. That's Crimson as in the color, Raptors as in R-A-P-T-O-R-S. And I'll usually do um, stop motion animations on uh, my YouTube channel. I'm kind of doing some unboxings, going to get into reviews here later on in the year. Um, Also on Twitter, I tend to post like some toy hauls, things like I get there and, you know, kind of like kind of cool art and stuff that's out there. But then Instagram, I kind of tend to pay a little more attention to it. Um, starting off kind of slow at the beginning of this year because I'm, I'm doing some other projects right now for an upcoming stop motion animation tournament. And so that's kind of taking up a lot of my time. But, uh, you know, Instagram is usually where I'll have some pictures and stuff like that interaction. So that's what I do here. So... Kato, tell these people where they can find you as you edit your onslaught video. When I say as we speak, I don't mean as we speak. I mean just prior to us speaking. I'm not, see, I'm actually watching us watch you. It's all very meta. Where can you find me in your mama's bed? You can find me uh, (laughs) on YouTube at Kato's Collection, Instagram at Kato's underscore collection twitter at kato's collection but please yep follow me on twitter because i don't know how the hell to use that thing tweeting i'm just copying and pasting stuff retweeting and like i don't know i'm 45 man i don't know what the hell twitter is and but i'm there i'm there and uh yeah that's it i do reviews on youtube and talk to people and 
spend Saturday nights with you fine fellows instead of that gorgeous red. Because he has nothing else better to do on a Saturday night. Um, let me rewind what I was just saying there because what I have to do on a Saturday night is a pretty redhead is sitting there on the couch wondering what the hell is he doing in there for two hours <clears throat> looking at the internet. <laughs> what is that squeaking sound? Talking with a bunch of noids. And, and back from the dead, risen from the grave, just like a bad undertaker returned to WrestleMania. We've got ACP in the house. ACP, what do you do? Tell those masses. AKA Flu Boy. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Glad to be back, guys. Thank y'all for having me. Um, You can now, Nikki said, hey, I got an Instagram that's under Autocrit Primer, Facebook, Autocrit Primer. Um, Let me think what else. Twitter. In, uh, Instagram, so you can find me as uh, Autocrat Primer on all those things. Plus, I do. I'm going to do more reviews uh, on the channel, on the YouTube channel. Plus, I have a podcast that I do, which is Autocrat Primer or ACP Reviews. Um, oh, check out Bitter Team Media. Uh, I finally got my stuff there. You're gonna. We're also going to have where you'll be able to link to everybody's videos and everybody's YouTube channel from Bitter Team Media. So it goes there. Um, and I think that that's about it. I think that's it. Then, Blue Boy, <laughs> crap, you super. Is is Blue Boy your wrestling name? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> and uh, and as for me, I can be found here on YouTube as input in dash p u t, and on Instagram and Twitter as Ernest P World. You know what I mean, Vern? So, in today's episode. Or, yeah, in this episode of Dragon Ball Z. So Wrong show, wrong show. <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong show. Wrong show. That would be more like last time. On Dragon Ball Z, people yelled. Their hair went yellow, and they stood there for five whole minutes. But... <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it would be like five episodes. I have, a, I have a question. Yeah, what's up, Kato? Um, you messaged me earlier and said that we should do an episode of that animation conversation, right? Yes. You and I both are Dragon Ball Z fans. Yes, huge Dragon Ball Z fans, right? That sounds like you, me, and ACP are big. I'm, I'm noticing his body language <laughs> uh, for anyone that's not watching live. He's, he's doing the mime like, dude. Um, Just don't uh, tell Nikki. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah. Don't tell your wife that you are going to be on a show. Oh my God, Nikki's been cracking up. I've been playing your stuff in the intro. This is not for children. Nikki's like, what the fuck are you watching? <laughs> As but you want to drag my balls? You want to do that episode, Kato, about Dragon Ball Z? Just throwing that out there. But hey, man, what, I'm totally down. I'm totally let, down. Let me stop self promoting. And uh, wink. Never stop self-promoting. Yeah, premature promotion. So, (laughs) uh, I guess me and Kato and ACP, we will be over on Kato's channel at some point talking about Dragon Ball and uh, in Kato's uh, animation show where we just sit down and uh, talk about animation and cartoons and stuff. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. That'll happen like I didn't the know you were doing a video. episode I was supposed to be in. 
We got, we got it. I got, I got you figured out, Rhett Roland. I, I am good this week, <laughs> possibly sometime between Wednesday and whatever's after Wednesday. Well, now I feel like I'd ask, like I invited myself. I didn't know y'all were doing videos. <laughs> Don't y'all were saying? Like, I'm sorry. I, was, I, was like, I thought y'all were talking about who likes Dragon Ball Z. I was like, I like Dragon Ball Z. Well, then you can't be part of this cool kids table. Get out. That's right. I'll go oh. back to get table. ACP, would you like to do a three-way Dragon Ball Z conversation? <laughs> Me out. <laughs> it's like I would love to, Kate. I'll do a three-way with you any any day. That's right. Wait, wait, wait. You guys want to do a three-way with a guy named Input? Are you sure that's a good idea? <laughs> well, I guess I'm we going with your shattered picture. name, Output. I guess we know who the pitcher and who the catcher is going to be, don't we? It's BYOB, right? Bring your own balls. Oh God! <laughs> we need, hey, we need one more. Balls. We need at least one more person because we got to have seven balls to make a wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh hey, chat! I forgot about chat. <laughs> hey, what's going on? And, and cut. <laughs> Where's Inu Tabi when you need him to edit this stuff? Right. <laughs> so I was going to go into Transformers news for the week, but I'm not quite sure how to follow that up to do a transition from talking about balls. And it's how easy. We... It's easy. Watch. This is your transition. Are you ready? Okay, go for it. Go for it. Speaking of balls, has anybody heard what's going on in Transformers world this week? Okay. Okay. I'll, uh, that's okay. Speaking of balls, has anyone heard about the Transformers news going on this week? If you haven't heard yet. Let me go ahead and tell you guys. That's pretty good transition. I'm all ears. I'm to borrow that, Cato. It worked. It worked really well. Yeah. You can I'm... transition anything you want if you just do it. Yeah. Just do it! Right? <laughs> so, as of, as of right now, um, Turtler and Golf, the first two Seacons, as far as Hasbro Pulse goes, was supposed to come out. Today, supposed to start shipping today. They have been pushed back to March 23rd, 2020. Um, I haven't seen anybody else talk about this, but yeah, pushed back to March 23rd, 2020, making them the second set to come out. So you will get the other two that come out in February 1st, and then Turtle and Golf, and then you get the last two uh, four days later in March. So that's assuming the others don't get pushed back too. Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent true. So, but as it stands right now, Turtler and Golf are the only two that got pushed back. Um, Earthrise MicroMasters have been found at Target. Um, so uh, I think those broke street date to be honest. Uh, Transformers 1984, the issue zero, the one shot is now getting a one through four issue miniseries. And if you guys don't know, then you should know Red Wing is back in stock on Target.com. And yes, he still is a red card exclusive, unfortunately. Which is so, which is stupid. still just as stupid as it originally was. So, so that's like, the news. Like I could understand the red card exclusive in the beginning, but with the restock, why not just open it to everybody? It just seems weird. I agree. Because they want to be elitist snobs. Especially since it's being re I guess, they really, I guess they really want that Red Wing money. <laughs> and, and also, there's been a leak 
there's been a leak from EB Games up in Canada uh, that the Spy Patrol will be getting finished. Um, well, I don't know if it's being finished or not, but as of right now, the rumor is that there is a blue one with a buzzsaw. So it's a rumble or frenzy, depending on how you want to look at that. Um, rumble. I, I think it's, I think it's, uh, what was the name of the red one in siege? It would be, was it rumble? Yeah, it was rumble and siege. So the blue one. So you'll be looking at a two pack with frenzy and, uh, and buzzsaw. That's the rumor so far. And the thing is, if you having worked at GameStop before, uh, if you look at their pre-order list, it doesn't show pictures when it's this early out. It just says the name of what it is. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what exactly it is. It's just Earthrise Spy Patrol. Uh, that's pretty much all it is. So, yeah. That's your news for the day, or for the week, rather. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, I wonder when that Spy Patrol will go available for pre-order here in the States. No telling. Um, it, it's probably it's probably in GameStop system right now if it's an EB game system. So it's yeah, probably yeah. pre-orderable right now at GameStop, knowing GameStop. But considering yeah, GameStop closing half their stores, I wouldn't go in there to pre-order anything. Yeah. yeah. GameStop no. will pre-order immediately when something is announced. They want that money right now. Mm-hmm. Right meow? Yep, right meow. Oh, that's two. You got to go to 10. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> so did you guys do the homework? Or can we talk about this episode uh, of Fire in the Sky? I know someone I did that homework. didn't do the homework. <laughs> what are you going to say, Kato? <laughs> 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 Who didn't do the homework? You think I didn't do it? I mean, we all did the homework. What are you talking yeah. about, Triple R? Did the homework. You did watch your mouth, son. <laughs> I do have a question. I know about... I did the homework. What's your before question, we, ACP? Before we got Transformer News, I wanted to ask, does anyone know what uh, how the DX9, the D12 Gabriel, if, uh, the quality or how it's going to be? I saw that it's on Big Bad. Better than, it's it's better, better than the fans' uh, toys. It's better yeah. than fans' toys. Mm-hmm. Is it? It is. Yeah. Okay. Cause yeah. Uh, they have it for pre-order where you could get them out in May for only 180. And I was wondering. Well, the Weijang one, the Weijang Omega Sentinel or whatever, I think it's something like that. But the Weijang one is not a KO. That one actually kind of is kind of their own interpretation of the design. That one's really good as well. Okay. Uh, Dennis Moulton, I got bought, uh, reviewed that, um, and he liked that as well. So that's kind of it's, it's, has... so that one's probably a little more playable than if you're going to use a DX9 to play around with because that's more masterpiece type quality. Yeah, that's what I was... Larkin had. He had like all of them. Does the reason why I'm asking is this is something that I've asked. I, Nikki asked me which um, Omega Supreme I wanted to get for my birthday, so that's why I was asking about the DX9. Plus, the price I surprised was only 180. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got Hasbro to blame for that one because they brought, they released theirs at like 160 and that Gabriel was floating at like 3350 for a long time. Yeah. And it wasn't selling because that Omega Supreme from Siege is really good. So are you eating? Yeah, actually. Yeah, I was eating a french fry. Sorry. That's a terrible that's a terrible hosty thing to do. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Actually, no, no. What's terrible is that he didn't bring it up to share. That's what I'm saying. That's what I meant. I don't care if you're eating during the podcast. I just, well, I want to fry okay, too, look, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me boot up my space bridge real quick and just throw you guys some. <laughs> like, I'm waiting. We got I'm two hours. Right <laughs> hey, I thought we use a ground bridge on Earth. We use a space bridge. Doesn't that pull like you know, like screw up the gravity and everything? Not my problem. You guys are hungry just like I am. <laughs> Screw it. Let NASA figure it out. And I'm a Decepticon, so why do I care? Yeah, so am I. Most of my collection is Decepticon anyway, so whatever. What do I care? Um, I'm a Rejecticon. That's kind of in the name. I guess it also means I don't get any of your food. So No. Yeah, you got rejected. <laughs> <laughs> Me, Crimson Raptors, is Dinobot. I do whatever I want here. You ain't eating no damn French fry, though, are you? Me, <laughs> 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 Crimson Raptors, no like potatoes. Well, I don't eat hamburger weird. either. Yeah, I think this is weird than talking about balls. Yeah, we talking about balls and meat. Wait, what? <laughs> well,. Well, Kato, you made me think. You had to make me think on the fly, and I was like, "Oh crap!" Rejecticon, uh, Decepticon. I was like, "Oh, well, what am I? A Dinobot?" <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Hey, I didn't that say what good slash. thinking. Wouldn't that make you slash since you're a raptor? Oh, and slash the female. Maybe. I mean, I'm just, I'm just curious. Oh, but see, but I'm inside of Slash. See how that works. No, Ooh. you need to elaborate that one. <laughs> this is definitely not for children. <laughs> yeah, when I load this, when I load this up to Stitcher and all that stuff, I'm gonna have to click the split, you know, the explicit button. <laughs> That's not. This is not the first time you've had to click that button. I'm sure it won't be the last either. Probably <laughs> <laughs> not. Oh yeah, Nero said uh, Ultima Guard. It's Wei Zhang Ultima Guard. That's what the name of that one is. Okay. So that's a good yeah. one to that if you're if you're wanting to play like mm -hmm. you know mess with it and all that kind of stuff a lot, uh, then that would be a good one to go with. If you're gonna have one that you may transform one or twice or have it more on a display situation that doesn't get knocked over by you know multiple cats, then <laughs> you, you may not want to get the DX9 one. But it does look beautiful and it does look cartoon accurate. The Ultima Guard's just kind of a reinterpretation of the character in a way. And I'll Hello. say this, shout out to the co-host, guest co-host last week, Larkin's Lair actually did a video comparing three of them, the Wei Zhang, the Hasbro, and the DX9 one. Um, cool. I think it was on his Instagram page, and Instagram saves videos now, so you guys can go over there and check out Larkin's Lair as well on Instagram and YouTube, and pretty much other, other where fine videos are sold, so uh, yeah. So real quick, um, I don't know what we were talking about, but I get a message just now from uh, the lovely lady in the room across the, the wall here, and it says, everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, why? Her response sounded a little aggressive in there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
Oh. <laughs> just tell her you were. You know what the only thing you were talking about? Your dragon balls. You, you were just dragging <laughs> your balls across the floor. That's all you guys. Hundred percent true story. <laughs> Everything okay? Yeah. Why? Sounded aggressive in there. <laughs> it's because I started talking like this, and she wasn't too sure. You. I have a hippie so it would have been me that sounded aggressive. <laughs> oh well. I should have told her, yeah, these assholes won't <laughs> just make something up. So that fire in the sky episode, for go- for yeah, those of you guys who don't know, fire in the sky is where jet fire or sky fire, whatever you want to call them, uh, shows up. And he is a Decepticon and then later turns into the, turns to the Autobot side. And I'll say this, the thing that I like most about this episode is that you really get to see Starscream's humanity and care for another person. He's not all about himself at that point. You know, he's he's reminiscing and he's telling people about the times that he knew him on uh, or knew Jetfire on on Cybertron and stuff. And he's not he's not angry. You know, he's more motivated to help him and to get everything situated and 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 like I said, just help Jetfire out as best as he can. And I, I think he was looking for ways to uh, manipulate his old friend, mm. air quotes, to take out Megatron. I, I think he that. was plotting. Uh, I well, I don't know. Was, I think he was magically transformed into an Earth mode jet on Cybertron for one episode. <laughs> yes. I think. I think the thing is, is like he really wanted because if if you listen to the way that Starscream speaks in that episode, he's very, he's very reserved. He's not like like normally when Starscream schemes, he's very high pitched, he's very whiny, he's very yell, he yells quite a bit. But when he's thinking calmly and he's and he's clear headed and he's trying to accomplish something and he's trying to help, you know, when he's more human, like his more human side is showing, he's very calm in the voice and very reserved in that voice. Right. He's also that voice when he's being very manipulative. Fair it's one enough. of the few times we actually get to see that he was a scientist for like a few minutes. You know, minutes, it briefly yeah. talks about him being a scientist, which I, I wish and I hope in the Siege series coming up that they actually make him not just a whiny bastard, but actually kind of smart. Like, I do too. Well, I find I, I find it weird that they they talk about him being a scientist here in season one, and he's not really shown it. Like, I mean, I guess when he was talking about how like, hey, we did it, we did it, we made the energon cubes, and then he tested them, you know, like a scientist would do, um, and he's just like, well, of course they work, well, you know, like and Megatron gets mad at him because he's wasted a whole bunch of energon just trying to test it. So we've seen kind of little hints of that from time to time. It's certainly not something in his profile or in the universe profile at all for Starscream. So this is like the first time we really get kind of like what they do before the war kind of deal. Um, but later on, and, and not really spoilers for season two, but you know they go to this old Autobot uh, Lost Legion um, command center, and it's ancient Autobot. And like Rumble and Soundwave and Megatron are there, and Starscream and, you know, Somebody says, I think Rumble says, well, who knows ancient Autobot? I was like, well, none of us here. And Starscream starts reading it. And he's like, you idiots. Don't you guys know anything? So it's kind of like almost like he had like the book smarts before the war. And that's why he he feels like, he, you know, you could win against the Autobots. 
if you used guile and deception rather than just brute strength, which is what kind of Megatron went through the piece through tyranny. So mm -hmm. I think that's kind of where we see parts of that eke out from time to time, but it's not something we see or, or any of us really remember as Starscream being a, an actual scientist doing anything that's experimental, maybe with Dr. Octorville, but, but again, that's after this episode. So it's, it's very a strange thing to give Starscream that kind of backstory. Especially when you yeah. also have um, Shockwave, which is, mm -hmm. you know, which if you think about it, if he's he's a scientist, Jetfire was a scientist, Starscream was a scientist, that means all the nerds became the Decepticons. Well, but in G1, Shockwave did no experiments. He, he didn't do anything that's like right. that. That's right. He, that's right. You're right. You know, and it, that was a pri Transformers Prime deal. Or it might have been in the comics or something, or, or the Fall of Cybertron. I forget which one came first. I think it was Prime came first um, before the the video games. But you know, so it's interesting to like, you know, we always think Shockwave might be in a lab, but he's just in the Space Bridge Control Center. So he, he's a military operations commander. So he's got to you know be on top of everything there. So it's it would be cool though, like having that as they they were both scientists, right? And then Shockwave figured out ways to augment Megatron, make him stronger, or, or that's why he's so valuable as a military commander. But it, it is, it's weird to see kind of just somebody who's so treacherous, you know, have an have a, uh, uh, inclination to learn and to read and, and be book smart like that. Because usually people that are treacherous like that, they're, they're not like that. They're, they tend to be very kind of forceful in a lot of things that they do. Because they're trying to climb that ladder, that corporate ladder or whatever. Did we lose input? I think uh, so. Well, you just have still feet. here. Still here. Good. I'm still here. I just oh. I just stepped away to start eating my cheeseburger. I didn't want to interrupt you guys. <laughs> yeah. stuff, you know, so. <laughs> well, you know, I I do agree that you know like um. With, with Starscream was kind of talking, um, you know, very friendly to Skyfire because it's, you know, again, it's he's he's very mistrusting of Megatron. He doesn't like, you know, his ideas. He doesn't like what he's doing, how he's working. He has a complete different set of ideas of how the Decepticons could win. Um, he made that very clear in the first episode. Mm -hmm. And so then he finally sees this old friend of his and he's like, oh, you know, he asked him, he's like, well, do you like being a scientist more, or being a warrior more than a scientist, Starscream? And Starscream's like, well, yeah, it's far more exciting. Like, he, he lights up, and, like, a, a side of Starscream we've never seen um, up to this point, for sure. And it's, he's just really excited to tell his friend, you know, hey, look, I, you know, I circled half the globe looking for you. I couldn't find you. I was just like, of course, I'm kind of like, you circled half the globe. Why didn't you search the other half? But that's fine. You ran out of fuel. So, but, you know, it's, it's it's just a kind of an interesting relationship they both have. And and then at the end of the episode, when they're battling, you know, Starscream, he just like, he just doesn't, he doesn't care about Skyfire anymore. And he's just like, you, you're, you're going down. And Skyfire angrily says to him, it's like, oh, well, you forget I can transform to Starscream. You know, and he calls him friend, but it's kind of a sarcastic way of doing it. And so then they just play chicken and run into each other. And, of course, start, Skyfire wins. So The most but, uh, disappointing just... the most disappointing thing I think yeah. comes, out of, comes from this episode is 
is something that you know it's it's out of our hands right like it's out of hasbro's hands it's out of you know marvel's hands and all that other good stuff right but mm-hmm. it's uh it's the fact that you know the jetfire toy you know we all know this was a was a macross valkyrie okay so they didn't use they didn't use skyfire that often in the show and in doing so you don't get to see that relationship develop or dissolve any further than this between Jetfire and Starscream. And I think that's something that really, really had an opportunity to build upon that, unfortunately, like I said, it, you know, controls out of your hands type of situation with that. Um, you know, you don't want to advertise something that's not for sale, right? But right. I think that if they do go back ever and give us like a, a G1 continuation of the comic books and not like the Marvel comics, but like a G1 cartoon comic book continuation or something uh i would love to see that story further explored and deepened like i would love to see jetfire's reaction to starscream's death so you know something like that to kind of build upon that prior oh that would be a that would be an interesting interesting story arc because i think that at the end of the day i think jetfire uh you know the way that he acts with his fellow autobots he's very caring so i think at some point he he there's somewhere deep down he still cares about starscream but he's kind of the mindset you know well he did make his own choice he did go that route and i went this route and that's you know so i think it'd be a really interesting story to kind of flush out between those two so great episode love the episode what are you gonna say yeah here's another thought what about if starscream's ghost appeared to jetfire yeah i mean that could be part of it too and i think that would be awesome like i said i I would just love to see jetfire's entire episode dedicated to him finding out that you know that he died and he couldn't do anything to help prevent his death or anything like that i think that'd be really cool just imagine if it was a a a retelling of um uh i can't even think of the name of the story now a dickens story with the scrooge christmas carol um yeah christmas carol imagine if it was a retelling of christmas carol but with the the the, the Mar- no the Marley the Bob Marley ghost being Starscream visiting Jetfire. First of all, the idea of a Bob Marley ghost being anywhere is awesome. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Right there. Okay, yeah, well, yeah you know what I mean. Oh yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I just I just want to see a Bob Marley ghost now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'd be down for that. That would be an awesome story, Bob Marley as a transformer. What would he transform into? He'd be a VW van. <laughs> yes, he would. <laughs> Flowers on the side of it. <laughs> shag carpet in the in- interior. The shag carpet becomes a dreadlocks. <laughs> yes. Right, Starscream shows up and he's got dreadlocks instead of like a <laughs> traditional seeker head. Yeah. Like, Say hello. <laughs> he's all <laughs> chill, man. Hey, man, how's it going, man? <laughs> man, it's so good, man. His exhaust transforms into a joint. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm. If you're just now joining us, we're four minutes and 20 seconds into the show. Oh, man. All right. 
Why y'all so, fighting so much? Here, have one of these. So I figured this week's podcast would be kind of a free-for-all to talk about. We wouldn't really necessarily talk about Transformers topics per se, but if they came up, they came up. But I figured that you guys might have something else on your mind, uh, nerd-wise, life-wise, whatever, that you guys want to discuss. Kind of make this a little bit more of a realer episode, more real episode, I guess, if you guys are okay with that. So it's open mic night, fellas. What do you guys want to talk about? Um balls and <laughs> transformers that smoke weed okay Mission so uh roll credit so, roll credits. so marlboro <laughs> no longer has like smoke coming out of exhaust it's weed smoke coming out of the exhaust and like all of them are getting high and that's how they actually defeat unicron they tell them to chill out and pass them a joint <laughs> no it's not a joint the blunt <laughs> Yeah, a big one. Come on, roast <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, uh, man, you remember when you were the chaos bringer, dude? <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, you remember that time Grimlock like totally ripped a hole in your butt cheek, man, and you're like mad at him for like a week. You wouldn't talk to him, and then you tried to eat his like sister-in-law and stuff. Man, I missed that Unicron. This new Unicron's a pussy. Like. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! His, his, his he would have uh, some target masters. One would be called Blunt <laughs> Roach. Yeah. Roach. One Roach. Roach. Yeah, you'd have Roach. 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 Yeah, it'd be Roach. Roach would be his headmaster. Blunt would be like uh, his target master. Uh, Dude, um, you could already have one called Roland. Oh, yeah. there you go. That'd be his headmaster. Be Roland. Yeah. Yeah. There's all kind of things we could do here. Just, just, and just for the sake of it, you would have um, two little uh, mini bots named Willie and Snoop. (laughs) (laughs) Something, something I thought would be interesting to discuss would be if you could pick something for for Hasbro story wise to continue uh transformers lore wise what which one would you want it which one would you want continued and why Nightmare. no 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 i don't mean character wise i mean like universe wise like like g1 never got finished g1 just got canceled after four or three episodes of season or season four right Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, I would want them to tell a story that takes place between G2 and Machine Wars and then explain to me how Machine Wars happens. Like, why is Megatron, uh, you know, now an F-22 Raptor? Why is Starscream a, 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 a whatever X-Men Blackbird jet thing? You know, there, there's, like, a lot of questions throughout Transformers lore that doesn't get answered. And for me, I feel like G2 to Machine Wars would be the best one. I'd like a good animated series that took place between season three and the movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, mean, I think that would fill in the best gap. Wait, you mean season two or season three? Uh, see, yep, season two in the movie. Oh, okay. Wait. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. That. I'm like two in the movie. I'd be down for that. That'd be cool. Because a whole hell of a lot I would say somehow between that between that's that. true. Yeah. Make it where you inter- get introduced to Cup, uh Blur. 
All the blocks just show up out of nowhere. Yeah. I would say that uh, I would like to see the the war for Cybertron, but wait, they're doing that, aren't they? (laughs) Maybe. See, here's the thing with that. (laughs) Rooster Teeth is financially Well, they did that. Well, Rooster Teeth's financially in trouble, and Rooster Teeth was the one supposed to be doing this cartoon. And as it stands right now, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if they're going to do it. I don't know if it got finished. And then this is going to be like Rooster Teeth's last to Raw. Um, Netflix is actually taking it and put it in there. They actually, and I didn't realize this, but sometimes they, they have their own anime studio over in Japan. And also, a lot of the guys don't don't realize this, but the artists only get paid about $50 for each episode that they do in Japan. Because they do so many other things. I saw where, where Rooster was doing really bad, but Netflix is saying that it will be pretty much um, absorbed in through one of their other anime. So I don't know who, who it will be. I just hope it's not the ones that did Devilman. Uh, that Devilman anime was pretty good. Yeah, but I, I that's more organic. I would like to see it more... Um, Yes, mechanical. Ones. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Mechanical. Or not. I get that. I get that. But I'm pretty sure they've got artists and stuff in there. You know, uh, we we don't want animated Babers. Okay. Right. We already had funny. animated Babers. That was called Prime. I don't want anything Babers. Which was a good show. But we also had anime Bayverse in the IDW comics too, and some of those issues where their face looked like Bayverse Transformers and Oh yeah. Or Ironhide. That Ironhide one shot was like the artist, man. I I don't know why IDW kept bringing that guy back. But uh <laughs> but uh I forgot Oh, okay. So, but my thing is like, in all honesty, I've never really cared for Rooster Teeth unless it was like red versus blue. But that hasn't been a thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and hopefully, you know, I mean, I I don't like Ruby the anime. I I don't like that anime at all. But I mean, it sucks that if that does go away, that people are going to lose that. I mean, that's the only the only thing about this I can say that sucks. Because I think I think Ruby and Rooster, I think Rooster Teeth and Ruby, that's the only thing that they have consistently that's making them any kind of decent money right now. And like I said, that sucks because people are going to lose their jobs. Fans are going to lose a show that, I mean, either is going to get finished or not finished. I, I don't know what the story is, but just from the first few episodes I watched, I didn't care for it. But uh but yeah, I mean that sucks for them, and that sucks for the fans, and and I hate to see anything like that happen to to the fandom or or to the people working on the cartoon or to the anime or the show or whatever in general. Well, it's like what we were saying earlier. I was bringing what I brought up. It, I think it's happening everywhere. I think you know comics. It's um, happening across the board. I don't, and at the time right now, I think that we're at the highest peak that we've ever been with any fandom of the characters from the movies, the TV shows. So the question is what's happened to cause this disconnect or what's happened with these places bleeding out essentially. 
Well, I guess we're all. I can answer. I can answer that for you right now, man. So, when the movies start coming out, Avengers, Doctor Strange, whatever, right? There becomes like, there's two separate fandoms at that point. There's the, the people who grew up on Doctor Strange who want to go see Doctor Strange, no, no matter how bad that movie was. Uh, they want to go see it because it's Doctor Strange. Same thing with Spider-Man, same thing with the Avengers, same thing with Iron Man, whatever, right? But now, there's where the, like, say, I use the, the MCU as an example. There are MCU fans, and then there are the comic book fans, and a lot of that stuff, a lot of the MCU fans didn't bleed over into the comics the way that traditionally that they had been, in the sense of the X-Men movies brought in new readers in the early thousands, late 90s, early thousands, to the X-Men books. Spider-Man books did the same thing, or the Spider-Man movies did the same thing for the Spider-Man books back when Tobey Maguire was Spider-Man. Uh-huh. So a lot of that, a lot of that stuff is it, it created like a, like a separate fandom within itself, and a lot of those movie fans aren't going to buy the comics, and <clears throat> the comics now are doing renumbers once a year. Spider-Man gets renumbered number one every year so you get maybe 12 or 13 issues before another number one happens and that becomes a problem so a lot of these people who come in from the movies don't know where to start because they look and say okay here's number one and then number two and then say they they just forget about it and then they go back and say how i want to get you know all the way up to issue 12 what i missed and then there's issue one sitting on the shelf again Uh they don't they don't know like okay well already bought issue one well, screw it. They don't keep up with it the way that comic book readers would keep up with it and say, okay, this is volume seven for Amazing Spider-Man number one. And I've got volume six, one through 12 at home. Uh-huh. So the renumbering has hurt them quite a bit. Uh, the I, I don't want to say like the split of the fandom between like the movies and the comics, but I don't know any other better way to phrase that. Uh, like the movie fans aren't bleeding over into the comics to pick stuff up to, to do anything like that either. I don't. Um, I don't really think there was really. I don't think there was like a like a split of fandom because, you know, like with with Bayverse or with the Bay movies, like that brought in a whole other crop of people, like like people that were nor that were what you would consider normies, like normal people, that kind of brought them in to kind of watch that, or the people that had given up on, you know, Transformers or weren't even aware Transformers was even still around because they'd gone on to other things. So I think the Marvel movies did that same thing where they made those movies like for the general public. And so people were reading the comics and of course they're the loudest voice, the negative voice is usually the loudest. And so they're kind of like, well, this didn't happen or that happened. And Oh, this happened in the comics. That's great. So that means we're going to have this in the next movie. So I think that kind of created that crop of people that were in the comics and brought people that hadn't even wouldn't even have touched a comic or were even aware that so many resets had been done. And I, th- I think that actually created a larger fan base overall, just like what it did for Transformers for us. Yeah, but you're also seeing um, the differences that is with the Transformers, the Bayverse, that brings brought new life to Transformers. The movies are not bringing new life to the comics. I mean, and I agree with what uh, JSP said that, you know, they're pissing off their fan base and they, they are, I mean, we're, we're seeing um, like I was telling y'all earlier, 
Marvel hasn't been able to, uh, Marvel Comics has not paced their artists for the fa- past 15 paychecks that they were supposed to get. And, you know, you've got, you got to ask questions. Okay. They're owned by Disney. And a lot of people will be like, oh, they're owned by Disney. Disney paid. No, they, they're owned by Disney, but Disney has made the publishing house of Marvel separate from everything else. That's what's called Marvel movies, Marvel Universe, Marvel Comics. Uh, Lucas Films. Each thing has its own little uh, bubble within Disney, and we're now getting people coming in. I've got three guys that I'm friends with that has comic book shops. All three of them. One guy is five years away from being able to retire, and he said to me uh, last week, he said, "I'm going to have to." probably in the comic book shop and go back into the, the workforce, you know, because every, that the selling, he says, it's just, it's sitting here and, you know, Marvel's been inflating the numbers and like, like what input was saying, starting everything back over with new number one, that that's been the big problem. Plus, and I, I don't want to open a bad can of worms here, but you also have people that's come into the comic book, community not knowing the characters trying to push an uh i hate to say an agenda but kind of feels like that in some ways but yeah you know and and in doing so they don't know the fan base and they're losing it so where transformers had the fan base and you know had all of us and they were still making the toys and then the babers came that added more to the product, which, you know, carries the product now. And you can see behind me different transformer lines that they have that come out because they uh, all the ones that sell. The question is, is that why is Marvel nor DC able to capitalize on the fact that they've got these big budgeted movies and some of their toys are now starting to sit on the shelf? It's Certain because people. it's honestly because I feel like transformer fans are a lot more welcoming to different stories, different universes, different pick one, right? Where yep. a lot of comic book fans, and I say this as a comic book junkie myself, as a avid Spider-Man reader since I was five, an avid Spawn reader since issue one, right? If you don't see something on the big screen that is a telling, a perfect telling of, you know, Amazing Spider-Man number 300, right? If, if it's just like an homage... If it's like uh, the bell tower scene, but it's not perfect in every way, then like, oh, no, that's that's not right. That's you start to pick it apart. Right. And I think that's that's kind of where the issue lies, is that, like I said, Transformer fans are very open and very welcoming to change and different ideas where comic book fans are very, no, this is how it's supposed to be. No, this is how it happened. No, this is the story. You know, they're not as open to alternate universes and alternate takes on, on things like that. Marvel fans. Well, even, even when the 90s cartoons came out, you know, like people, th- those are pretty faithful to the comics, like the X-Men and the, and the um, crap, the Spider-Man animated series. Those are pretty faithful to comic ideas. And even then, even back then, because we don't have, the, because the internet wasn't as um, prolific back then, you, you still had people that you can look back at those old forums and people were upset. They were like, Oh, this isn't good. That's not good. But then the, sh- everybody loved the show. Everybody we pretty much knew loved the kind of stories The you know, they may not have the toys because the toys kind of had their own problem. You know, they weren't as articulated as they are now, 
but you know we didn't have as high as expectations from the toys but I, but everybody pretty much universally loved the shows so that, that's that's different when you bring in the movies and it brings in a whole new crop of people that that aren't aware of any history of the comics i mean the avengers that's a, a good example of kind of you know it wasn't an, an a plus comic um by any stretch of the imagination you know we knew captain america we knew iron man we knew who they were but we don't know the story of the avengers and how that all came about and so when you introduce that into the public then they kind of get attached to those characters and then you're able to kind of form that team if they had come out with like let's say the avengers the movie and that was the first movie that came out, you know, i.e. a Justice League, it, it's going to flop because nobody has any idea who these characters are. There was no build-up to them, and that's why they started out with Iron Man and kind of rolled around with Thor and, and kind of kept pushing it that way. So people knew who they were because they, they didn't. Well, they built up the fan base. They, you know... Mm-hmm. And Absolutely, they, they, ACP. Yeah, and, yep. and yep. we build up a fan, but when you have a character like Iron Man that nobody knows... Which, you know, when I found out there was going to be an Iron Man movie, I was in shock because Iron Man and Thor are the two that I've always read from Marvel. Um, and I, you know, I was like, okay, I, I'm going to live with it because I remember the Fantastic Four horrible movie they they made and all this other stuff. So I was like, I'll, I'll deal with the X Men I didn't like, but at least it's getting some, you know, the characters out there and it's given a a, a new spin on it. The, the problem, though, is what's happening is that you're having this disconnect between, okay, in comic books, you never want your comic book to be aged. You don't want to have the story where you can pick the time and place when that story was written. Right. When, when you you want it timeless. That, yes. Mm-hmm. The problem mm-hmm. now with, with, that we're seeing is that they're not making them timeless. They're not making them where anyone can come in and read. Anyone can enjoy it. It's It's... The movies are over here. The movies are making billions of dollars, but yet the stories coming out from Marvel and DC have been the toilet because it's like everyone's trying to get their blue card. And what that means is, is that you write for um, a company, you get your cre- credentials to get your part of your, your thing for the union to go to be a screenwriter for a TV show. And that's what's become a sounding board for those. I mean, take a look at IDW's GI Joe. And I'm not talking about um, the real American hero, but the the Jadjo where you have overweight characters and you're like, are they going to ever really be in the military like this? You know, there's this, this total disconnect. It's like everybody's wanting to push an, an ideology in the story. Uh, go, yeah. When someone complains about that, and there's been quite a few people complain about, for instance, the the, the GI Joe comic you were talking about. Um, is a response overwhelmingly from the creators of these shows or these comics was, well, it wasn't written for you. And the person that people that are making the complaints <laughs> are the actual fan base that it was written for, mm-hmm. which isolates their fan base. That's a good And that's what happened. Yeah. A, yep. That happened a lot with the <laughs> comics when they made mm-hmm. Thor a woman and everybody that was a fan of the Thor comics was like, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. Give us a new character. Sure. But what? Well, and they said, well, it's not written for you. Cause that was one of the responses. It is. Well, that's a good thing there. What about them attacking the fan base? 
I mean, you can well, see where where these on. writers and hold I'm on, sorry. hold on. I gotta I gotta jump in on that one, ACP, just to play devil's advocate real quick, right? Mm-hmm. Before all of this stuff got started, you know, all the man, I I don't like getting into politics, but like all the, you know, like all the Clinton, like SJW, Hillary Clinton crap. All before all that started, Loki turned into a woman first, mm-hmm. and everybody thought it was funny. Because it was like, oh, man, screw that guy. He deserves, you know, all the crap and, you know, whatever. And he's going to hate that. And it was, it was like something that the character would hate. So the fans loved it because the fans hated Loki. And the fans were okay with it. There was no backlash from the fans on it at all. So I think now that there is a lot of this SJW, uh, you know, pro sentiment and all this other stuff, that's where the backlash is coming. I think if all that garbage either – I think if, if Jane Foster becoming Thor happened six years ago, everybody would have been okay with it. Around the time that Loki became a woman, people would have been more okay, more more accepting of it. Now it just gets swallowed up with everybody trying to uh, put their own spin on things, to try and put their own, like, like as you said, like quote-unquote agendas into stuff and everything else now. And I think that – as fans, we've got tired of that, so we we look too deeply into that stuff and say something like, "Oh, okay, well, she's you know, Thor's a woman now. You know, that's BS. That shouldn't have happened." And and you know, we 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 attack it before really kind of giving it any thought or reading the book as a whole. Um, well, you got that, and, and you I, got what's happened with Comicsgate. I mean, you you take a look at what's happened with the creators inside the industry. I mean, is, I, anyone. That's not jumping on board. And and look, Thor's a woman. I have those issues. Um, one reason is because I'm not going to have a missing in my run for Thor. And, you know, some of the stories in that was was good. The War of the Realms, I enjoyed. Um, but the the way they've done it is that it's like there's no no class, no taste. There's no let well, what I'm- well what I'm saying what I'm saying is is like I don't mind Jane Foster being Thor. I really don't. But there, but what I'm saying is like that gets lost, right? In in something like uh, something like Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. Like Captain Marvel being utter gutter trash now. Like um, you know Carol Danvers, the character of Carol Danvers, and Captain Marvel and stuff. That story just is is just gutter trash, right? Well, she kills Tony Stark and and Marvel. Yeah, you but know, what I'm it, saying. But what I'm happen. saying is, but what I'm saying is like that Jane Foster idea. Gets gets eaten up by 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 something like that, right? So now we're all like, well, that sucks. That's gonna suck, and then that's gonna suck because of it. And, and you just start going down the list with all this stuff. Right. All right. So here's there's the thing. bad stuff in it for sure, hundred percent. There's bad stuff. Here's the thing: comics. As long as there have been comics, comics have reached out to social issues. They always have. They did it mm-hmm. during the civil rights era. They did it in the eighties during the uh, AIDS and um, like when so many people had this anti-homosexual agenda that was going on with the AIDS fear and they have comics have throughout their history reached into social issues. The X-Men being, I mean, if it's not obvious that the X-Men is based on um, the civil, you know, the heart of the civil rights movement, you're missing something, you know, mm-hmm. people hate, people hate what they don't understand. You know, it's, it's, there's nothing uncommon about that. What changes everything is like, okay, the Loki Thor, the the Loki turn turn into a woman thing. 
easy to easy to accept loki's a shapeshifter anyway it's not a big deal it's he's he's become a frog or turned people into frogs it doesn't matter what when people start when it starts being kind of obvious that they're they're not even trying to make unique stories they're purposely reaching in and and it's almost demeaning to the group they're trying to bring in right to to me it it takes much more effort and much more care to create a brand new character that that can mean something to someone than it is to say i don't know let's uh, let's see we need more women in comics well, let's just make iron man a woman and thor well, a woman and we'll bring in spider gwen that being said there have been some great characters that came out of that spider gwen was awesome mm-hmm. i mean she's a great character uh you could awesome. argue that ultimate marvel would have been the first ones to really start doing this when they basically turn a very beloved character in Peter Parker into that they kill him off and bring in a minority character to take his place. To jump in real quick on that one, I wouldn't argue that Ultimate did it first. I would argue that the main universe did it first because Wolverine had a daughter named Wild Thing. Captain America had the daughter of American Dream. Uh, and That was was the MC2 line. Yeah. 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 I'm just, I'm talking about like uh, taking this young white uh, mainstream superhero and basically turning him into a young African-American and Latino superhero. The difference is when Bendis wrote that in, and that was one of the most powerful stories that had come out of Marvel in a long time. Like the way they treated Peter Parker in that was with the like dignity, utmost respect. And this other guy that came in, uh, this Miles guy that came in, they wrote that beautifully. And it was just like, oh, look what can happen when you actually concentrate on telling a story rather than getting a point across. Mm-hmm. Well, see, it, 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 and, that's the and then they too. come up with new Marvel or Marvel now or whatever it yeah. was when they switched it over. And it was just like throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. And none of it had any heart behind it. None heart. Fans can smell that a mile away. Well, that's the whole reason why Falcon was created to be essentially the sidekick for Captain America. I mean, it was a whole new character. It was to sit there and have a white man teamed up with a black man, which you typically in that time when the stories were being written was like that was a no no. But yet it was done tastefully. And that's that's what I'm I'm trying to uh, bring up is the fact that if you're you're pissing off your fan base to the point where you sit there and go into the comic book store and you say, okay. Um, you pick up these titles, you say, I don't want these two two titles anymore, and you don't add anything else to replace those two titles. Eventually, what's going to end up happening is that you're not going to get any titles at all, and you've walked away from, from this. And you know, this is this is a, you know a big part of the Amer- American pop culture. You know, yeah. if you know, if it starts to go, and here's the thing, I completely understand. Obviously, I am not remotely a minority. I'm a straight white Christian male. I'm the bad guy, right? I'm the guy that you read about on the news that did everything freaking wrong. It's all my fault. Hold on, hold but on. That being, I, I have to, I have to say this: uh, you are not the bad guy. As an atheist, I am the bad guy. So, <laughs> no, as an atheist, you just don't get an opinion. There you go. Uh, Makes me the bad guy because I can't talk. Right. No, <laughs> but but my point is, like, I apologize I can, for being white. I connected to Spider-Man, right? I connected to Peter Parker as a kid because he was poor. He did not have everything handed to him. 
He was in like this single family household. You know, this this whole thing, he, he had to mend his own suits. He could never get it together. Every time he tried to do something right, it backfired. While while I wasn't some guy, some kid that grew up in Queens, you know, I grew up in a trailer park. So it was like our stories kind of, I, I, I identify with his struggle, right? And that's what made him so great to me. So that being said, I can completely imagine even remotely what it feels like to finally look on the screen or look on the paper and see someone that you can identify with, right? Mm -hmm. A young lady that wants to see a superhero woman that's strong and powerful. I get it. Uh, A young African-American or Latino that wants to look at the flip the page and go, Oh, that could be me. You know, I, I totally can, can empathize with that because of how I felt about Spider-Man growing up. What I have a problem with is taking the easy way out flipping a switch and changing a character in order to check off a box is is unfair to every single person involved unfair to the fans who have been following the character before and it's unfair to the new fans that you're trying to get because what you're hoping for you're hoping for a couple years down the road people forget that it used to be one way well you're one generation away from this just being how it is right and now this is the life rather than coming up, sitting down with putting pen to pad and saying, you know what? There aren't enough African-American superheroes out there. There aren't enough Latino superheroes out there. There aren't enough strong women superheroes out there. So let's create some brand new ones, put them in the mix and make some brand new stories and give these people something to, to latch on to. Well, Instead, they say, like. I don't know. Thor's been around for for 80 years. Let's, uh, let's just make him a woman and see what happens. So. Yeah, and the fact the fact also is that you got the X Men, where you see that that is a a group that's always you know like you were saying, um, different characters, different races, different creeds. Um, the thing is, is that we we now have what what's happening is a disconnect that this becoming yep. where the the fans. Look, I think that, you know, dealing with Star Wars, I like Star Wars. I, I live with what they did with The Force Awakens. I went and saw those. The thing that, that that's now happening and which is starting to bleed into the comic book sellers is the fact that it is no longer a character you recognize. You recognize the Peter Parker because there was something about him that made you relate to him, that you connected with him. You know, uh, same thing was for me with Thor and also with the Hulk is that I, I sat there and was like, man, this is awesome. You got a guy that can just pick up a hammer and his whole world changes. You know, um, you got the Hulk who, you know, which I, I dealt with an abusive father. So I, I really gravitated to the Incredible Hulk when I, I read that. Um, so, but the, the thing is, is that each story or each character that was introduced was not a replacement from the original. It was an add to like you didn't have Falcon come in and he's now US agent or 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 Captain America. He was the Falcon. He was his own character. He was his own person. Um I don't need characters to come in. I, the story with Miles Morales, love it. I took my my nieces to go see the the movie. They love the character. They love the whole story. Um because they could connect to it. They, there was something in there that each one 
that they connected to. But now we're having a thing that's happening in the comic book community is that, you know, the fans are getting the blame for not buying the product or told, well, if you don't like it, don't buy it. Well, we're speaking with our wallet at this point. Yeah. Right. Like you get get thrown into this category, too, where if you don't like it, you're immediately misogynist or racist or whatever. You can't just not like something because you don't like it now. Now you have to not like something because of some weird underlying reason. And that's just bullshit. But uh, uh, you can't um, you can't not like something because it's really bad. That's not that's not a reason. You can't you can't not, not like something because you find it very poorly written, or uh, two dimensional characters that ha- with no depth and no personality. You can't do that now. It, it, like you Marvel. said, it's the what? <laughs> Captain Marvel. <laughs> exactly. Or Doctor Who now. I mean, yeah. You're seeing the ratings for that being the lowest for Doctor Who has ever been. Um, so as fans, if if we're not being, you know, yeah, we can answer with our wallet. and But what happens whenever you answer with your wallet and then there's nothing there for you to purchase any longer? It doesn't matter. You, you got more money in your wallet? So, <laughs> like, like, no, no. In all honesty, like, that's it. Because at that point, it's not your fault. Look. If if you walk into a restaurant and you got a hundred people standing outside this restaurant, okay, and those hundred people are there for uh, your bacon cheeseburger, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. And those hundred people, and all of a sudden you start telling those hundred people, "Nah, man, look, man, we're gonna start serving salads," and then you start getting the vegans come in for a week, and the restaurant blows up. They make a trillion dollars in a week or whatever. But then these cheeseburger people aren't coming back. The vegans aren't coming back. Well, yeah, dude, you can rest on that trillion dollars for, you know, what, six months, a year, whatever it's going to, however long it'll, you know, it'll, it'll take you or however far it'll take you. But at the end of the day, man, when you got those hundred people lined up saying, hey, we're willing to, we're willing to, to give you our money again. We just want our bacon cheeseburgers and you don't give them the bacon cheeseburgers and the vegans aren't anywhere in sight. Whose fault is it at that point that you go bankrupt? It's not mine. I'm telling you exactly what I want, and you're not giving it to me. Yep. Give me what I want, and you'll be fine. And what, what you're saying is exactly the truth. What you're saying is what these companies, what Marvel and what Disney will do, what they have the ability to do at this point is if they go under, right? If Marvel has to sell out and license their characters out to somewhere else, now they can fall back on the fact like, well, we didn't we didn't fail because we wrote bad product. We failed because people weren't willing to open their minds to this new way of thinking. It's it's it, they made us fail. We wrote good stuff. It's just those crazy people out there just weren't willing to to open their minds enough to to accept this new uh, in, ingenuity that we that we brought about. No assholes. Okay. You wrote bad comics. Yeah, well, no, exactly. And I and I got a friend at a comic book store. He he gets he gets very frustrated about these about the live action movies, um, and he's he's a big GI Joe fan, and he's frustrated about the uh, the Snake Eyes movie and uh, just all the news leaks and stuff for it thus far. And he he says he sums it up quite nicely. He says, "No, you know what? You can sit there and say that it's not written for me, but I've been a fan of this shit for the last forty years. It damn sure better be written for me if it wants yes. to make any kind of money and be successful." 
Otherwise, I don't care about it. And the nine gazillion people standing behind me that are G.I. Joe fans and that are, are, are uh, Iron Man fan or Wolverine fan or whatever, they're not going to care about it either. So, Well, Marvel's going back to New York. Um, Should have never left. Well, that that's the, the thing, too. That, you know, <coughs> is, is that why everything has gone bad? Is that you got Marvel and DC were in New York. They went to California. Is there that, that big with California, is that that much of a big difference between the rest of? Yes, actually, actually, here's the okay. So here's the thing: uh, living in Texas, um, a lot of Californian, uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles people are moving out over to Texas because just rent and everything from Silicon Valley is starting to get way too expensive mm -hmm. to buy a house, to rent an apartment, to own a car. I mean, anything. It's starting to get outrageous. So similar jobs are here in Texas that are in California. A lot of people from California are moving here. And you find yourself in the same situation as New York. A lot of people from California are moving to New York because uh, it's a similar situation. Sim similar kind of atmosphere, like as far as like city goes, right? Mm -hmm. uh, not like the people, but it's like city transport, like public transportation, stuff like that. Um, so I do think that that New York mindset when they moved to California got lost. You know, that mindset of like, you know, like go F yourself, you know, I, you know, I am who I am, whatever kind of got, you know, replaced with that California, uh, please everyone kind of mindset. Um, and the sad thing is, is, you know, when you try to please everyone, you end up pleasing nobody. So, yeah. so I think that's what's happening. And I think, unfortunately, now, if you look at New, New York, uh, like the way, like I said, man, I don't like talking politics, but the way that New York, uh, the civilians of New York are voting, they're starting to the California, into California. Exactly. Exactly. So I think them moving to New York, um, it, it'll help maybe in the beginning it'll help, but at the end of the day, you're still going to have the same problem because a lot of people from California moving to Texas and New York, the, I mean, not just the city, New York, I'm talking the state as a, as a whole. Uh, so you start, so that, I mean, that's, that's an issue right there within itself. So, yeah. Answer your question. Uh, truck drivers call California the cereal bowl for one reason. Those that aren't fruits or nuts are flakes. <laughs> I gotta remember that one. That's great. <laughs> we need any Tommy to edit that one out. Go on for a very long time about New Yorkers moving into the South and things like that. Um, I've had many conversations with folks. Some good, some not so good. Most of the time, it's not a happy thing because. Uh, I'll be standing in line at a store and someone with a very strong accent will start uh, talking about how lazy and slow people are in the South and how we have no work ethic mm -hmm. and how we just are just the worst kind of things, but how they wish things were different. And I've stood in line before. And I've looked at them, and I said, I don't remember inviting you here. The road yep. that brought you here will take you back. And there was another guy that, that I spoke to, and he was talking about how awesome it was down here in the south. The weather was great. He doesn't have to worry about the snow. 
there were certain political things that he liked about the South better than he liked about the North. And I said, well, if you enjoy it so much, vote to keep it that way, because otherwise you're going to turn everything you did down here into exactly what you ran away from. So it's, it's nothing new for people to transport to other places and try to find. That's the beauty of the United States being as big as it is. The original design is you don't like it. You don't like what's going on here. It's very simple. We're the size of most other continents. You know, we mm-hmm. have, we're as big as almost any other set of countries in the world. Yeah. So, every state is like its own country. Okay. I don't like what's going on in California, New York, South Carolina, whatever. Time to pick up and move to somewhere that is more like what I agree with. Whatever that is, I don't care. Where, I don't care where you are politically. It's none of my business. But the beauty of the U.S. is that hey, I can go from here to there pretty easily and find somewhere that I fit in. Um, no, exactly right. That's exactly right. But taxes are too high in New York, and taxes are cheap in South Carolina. So I'm going to move to South Carolina, but then I'm going to vote to make taxes as high as they were before. And <laughs> <laughs> i've got i i got a thing man i gotta say this we were in new york some odd years ago and this is this is like when i noticed that new yorkers it's always been like i've, I've got really weird uh goals in life like a, a goal in life of mine since high school was to always get into a shouting match with a new yorker right <laughs> because your entire life you hear like New York, man, that that's it, man. If you make it there, you can make it anywhere. And then, like, New Yorkers you don't want to mess with. And you go down the list, right? Well, me being me, I was always like, man, I got to get to an argument with a New Yorker. That'd be fun as hell. Like, that'd be just awesome. So here we are. We're Christmas. We're in New York. This is a few years ago. And we're standing in front of their Christmas display. That's It's kind of close to Times Square. At the, uh, I forget the name of the building where it's at. But it's got, like, an ice rink and stuff. And... Uh, and then they put up this giant Christmas tree on like the side of a building and stuff. It, it's a really beautiful display, but it's super packed. So the cops of New York, <clears throat> they've got all these these uh, guardrails up. And this is where you're supposed to stand if you're not part of the show or whatever. Well, man, this thing is so cramped. I scoot this guardrail forward maybe six inches to get some standing room. Okay. And this cop lady comes up and she goes, sir, sir, you can't do that. You can't do that. And I was like, well, I ain't got nowhere to stand. And people are trying to come by me. You know, they're, they're trying to get out because you, you said that this is the only way in. This is the only way out. This is the only place where people can stand. And uh, like Nero says in chat, it's the Rockefeller Center. Yes. Thank you. Ne- thank you, Nero. Um, and uh, and there's no there's no standing room. There's no moving room. There's nowhere to breathe. I mean, you could. Like, uh, it, it's so compact in there, man. You're, you feel like sardines in a can, right? It's ridiculous. So I scoot this thing up maybe six inches to get people to walk past me, make it a little bit easier for people. And this cop comes up and she, you know, you can't do that. You can't do that. And I was like, look, I can't nowhere to stand. These people ain't got nowhere to walk. You can't, you're not letting them, you know, get out and everything else. And she goes, well, that's not my problem. And she shoves the gate into my stomach. And, this, and I was like, this is my chance. This is my chance to get into it with a New Yorker. And it's a cop. I was like, man, this is, it's the most glorious thing ever. Like, <laughs> like opportunity knocked on the door and I'm about to answer it, man. I looked at her and I was like, well, what the F you want me to do? You fat cow. And she just, she's like, whatever, sir. And just kept going. I was like, man, this is a disappointment. <laughs> like <laughs> what happened everybody. here, man? What happened <laughs> to that New Yorker attitude man, that you hear like so much about. Right. And, um, 
And I told her, I was like, well, if you do it again, I'm going to call police brutality. And she's like, okay, sir, whatever, sir. And I was like, man, this, I was like, man, that sucked the fun out of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went to, I traveled to New York years ago for a job. Uh, and I was fully expecting as being the slow talking Southerner to really get the cold shoulder up there. Like I was really expecting my first spot into a store or something. I was going to be that guy that's like, hey, y'all, how you doing? I want me some food. You know, and that's what I expected them to think I was like. And I'm going to tell you right now, every single place I went, every store I went into, every place I went to eat had the nicest people I've ever right. met. So, yeah, I, apparently in, in my scenario, the very smart people in New York are talking the very jerky people from New York, the, the few that are up there that are jerks to move down south so if anyone from new york is listening i believe you are very nice people i've <laughs> met you on your own turf yep. do us all a favor just ship the assholes to minnesota nobody likes minnesota <laughs> there you go <laughs> minnesota. <laughs> and, uh, minnesota. and right. if you're listening from minnesota sorry no you're not, not you're not sorry sorry no i'm not yeah, sorry. sorry but anyway that's my Ooh. take on it when I went to New York, the first thing I had to go to was a Toys R Us in Times Square. Yeah, yeah. we we got there three months after it closed, or six months after it closed, something like that. Oh, man, like we missed. I it. was we so excited. I was so excited to go to Midtown Comics. I love. Oh, it. I was too, man. So was I, man. Oh, I, I ran too. up, dude. I ran up those stairs. Like <laughs> I ran up those stairs like a kid getting on Santa's yeah. lap for the first time, man. I yeah. <laughs> when I went upstairs, I walked downstairs and I went. I was like, oh, there's an upstairs. <sighs> And I no. felt like I was running in slow motion. It's like the hills are alive. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Nikki said, "I've never seen your fat boy, your fat ass move that fast." <laughs> it was like I said, I hit the holy grail right here. It's my. Yeah, and I didn't buy anything. I didn't even buy a T-shirt. Well, the thing what? with like Midtown Comics for me is like growing up reading comic books. I would always see their ads, ads. in comics and in Wizard yeah. Magazine and That's all this exactly stuff. Right. And you would see all these pictures, man, and you would see like. Here's our first floor. Here's our spawn stuff. Here's our, you know, our Wolverine stuff. Is, Here's our whatever. This is where Spider-Man is written. And you know, yeah. I'm I'm in I'm in New York. I'm going through like all these places. I'm like, oh, this is where Spider-Man was written. And these people are so awesome. I I seriously didn't meet one bad person there. And I say that a hundred percent truth. Uh, they were all super nice. So all the next time you go to New York, you'll get mugged. <laughs> man i i'll say this i'll say this the the only time like that cop in new york was the only bad person i ran to ran into in new york and we had to go by i don't know how many people that day and interact with how many people that day uh just because of everything that we did in in that weekend that we were there but yeah she was the only one man that gave me any kind of trouble and it, i mean so talking about being mugged i could walk new york and be fine I was in North Carolina in the country area. Uh, I don't know if Cato knows where it is. It's called Marshville, North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I got Marshall very well. Yeah. I used to get really hammered and drive through those back roads because there yeah. were nobody there. Nobody. Well, I got mugged there for, for a total of $11. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I need to give you your wallet back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Cato? That's as bad as that joke where does anybody lose a roll of $100 bills wrapped in a rubber band? We found the rubber band. but i'll say this i do not get along with people from new jersey everybody i've ever met from new jersey 
Um, they've always said something, and I, I'm I'm pretty I'm the same way as you, Kato. It's like if if somebody says something that kind of I won't say irks me, but it's kind of like, dude, you know, like you can take that shit somewhere else. Rodimus Primal's from New Jersey. Well, I mean, <laughs> I haven't met. Look, look, straight up, up. I haven't met him. And every time what? I've ever commented, and he's commented back on his channel, he's always been like super nice to me, you know. Like, but, but I haven't met him in real life. But the six people I've met from Jersey down here, I've always it's always been we've always. That's Emperor doing the backstroke. Do what? That's you doing the backstroke. I'm not backstroking. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've never been to Jersey. The six people I've met, they've all been, you know what? The, 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 <laughs> I'll cuss on, right? Like, I'll cuss on my channel, right? Like, Duh. they've all been pricks to me. So, <laughs> like, lack of a better term, like, I don't know how else to put that, but like, They've always they've always said something. I'm like, okay, well, if you don't like if you don't like the bar you're in, then you, there's like 900 other bars we're in Texas that you could go to, you know. Well, I don't want to go to another bar. Then then shut up about this bar. Like, quit bitching about it. Like, drink your beer or your or your fruity fruity ass cocktail and 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 shut up about it. Like, leave it alone, right? Like, and they're sitting there like, no one told me life was going to be this way. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now we got classes in the school that'll tell you that life is going to be that way. Yeah. Oh, hold on. So, so in chat, uh, not to not to not to jump off onto another topic, but not apparently, backup, Nero Nero says in chat, uh, and if you guys are listening to this on Stitcher or anything else, uh, feel free to join the live discussions every Saturday night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on my YouTube channel. That's in dash. Put P-U-T. But Nero, he said in chat that New Jersey sucks, man. Outlawed Megatron for real. And I'm assuming you're talking about the G1 Megatron because he turns into a yes. gun. And by association, that would also include MP36 and MP36+. Plus. And I guess that weird Generations nerf Megatron as well because he transforms into a gun as well. Yes. Um, so for those who don't know... Um, the whole issue with so I there's something I don't know some kind of other shooting that happened somewhere else in Connecticut or I don't know some other state. Uh, I don't keep up with that stuff because I feel like it happens like once a week now, you know. So, um, but New Jersey has a very harsh knee jerk reaction to this and basically says that the guns it, they they can't be black blue. Or and black, blue, and I think green, one other color. They have to be black, orange, blue, and silver. Or black, blue, and silver, right? Um, and they have to have a orange stripe painted down the side of the gun. The plug that's that on is the toy. one inch wide all the way down the barrel on each side. Wow. So Triple R, you it sounds like you know more about this than yes. So go for it. In order to purchase. Any type of gun that hold on gun in New Jersey. This includes a rubber band pistol made out of wood. 
a spring-loaded gun, which would actually include the G1 Megatron, because the spring is still in it, even though you don't have the pellets. Uh, just about anything. You have to apply for a handgun purchase permit in Jersey. A BB gun. You have to get one. An airsoft gun to get a... a uh, uh, paintball gun you have to apply for the same background check and permit if you were to buy a glock or a hunting rifle so they get the same permits you so what i was i'm i'm awestruck over that because it's like you, you want to have them wipe your ass next i mean you can't i mean uh, yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, they're they're working their way toward completely outlawing anything that looks like a gun is the way these laws, the way they're, they, it appears that they're going with these laws. If you'd like to commit a crime, please go to New Jersey. It'll be super easy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, and that's... Uh, I don't so it sounds know. like the only people that own... Nope, go ahead. No, go for it, Crimson. You've been silent for like half an hour, brother. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get in conversations, but I, I, I think you guys couldn't hear me or something. But um, So I think the only <laughs> gun that'll work in New Jersey at this point is going to be Classics Megatron. <laughs> because that one will be the only safe Megatron toy. And G2 Megatron. That'll work, too. <laughs> my, my question for all this is like, okay, so obviously when you ordered MP36, BBTS or TF Source, whoever you got it from, had to open up your box, cram this orange plug into the barrel, super glue it in, uh, so that way you couldn't rob a bank or whatever, right? Like, I mean, first of all, it seems like cops are beginning to get improperly trained. They're, I, I don't know, I can't, I'm not a cop, I don't really know a cop, but from everything that I that I hear on the news and stuff about this stuff, it's like, you know. Uh, a cop gunned down uh, a, a nine-year-old playing in the front yard, and he had a finger gun, and the cop thought it was real. Like, they're not trained to to know what a real gun looks like anymore or something. Well, um, I, but I went, I went to school for criminal justice and law enforcement. My brother is a judge in South Carolina. Um, what's happening is that, yes, there, there's not proper training um, in certain areas. But when you go through the schooling, you, you're told, you know, if there's a, a firearm or a weapon, the first thing is to de-escalate the situation, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I don't know what the, this big fear is, is that all of a sudden, you know, um, you got, you got, you know, cops that, you, the, the, yes, kids that get gunned down and stuff, that is a tragedy. That's, that should never happen. Um but we also have to look at what, how long was the officer at work that day? What other factors are playing into that? Um, and you also have to look at it from, from the standpoints that, you know, do, do you want your county commissioners, your, your mayors, your governors to be your mom and dad? No. I mean, no. I don't want my mom being my mom because I'm, I'm older than 18 at that point, right? Like, right. You know, and like, I don't mean that as in like, I don't love my mom or anything like that. It's just like in the sense that 
you know, like I'm an adult now. She doesn't need to to watch over me. She doesn't need to govern me. She doesn't need to do anything like that anymore, right? Mm-hmm. But what I would, but what I was getting at is like, like I feel like MP36 as far as a toy goes, like that's the only one that should be worried about because it looks so realistic. But, but my the thing I was getting at is like now, so BBTS if they sell one to somebody in Jersey has to what open it up and spray paint it orange and then send it off to them. I, I, they can't I, sell it. I would. I mean, I. I don't they think they would be able it. to sell it. I, I. I would think they wouldn't be able to sell it at all to to them, in New Jersey, and it'd be like contraband getting it into the state. That's crazy. But it is well, right. No, I agree. And it like the other thing too. The the add to what you're saying, ACP is like, you know, it's common sense, right? Like if a cop has his gun on you and he's screaming at you to drop a weapon, like whether whether it's like a spork. Or or uh, uh, or an actual Uzi or whatever the case is. Like if he thinks if he's if he's got his gun on you, you know, the, the you're trained when you okay. So you get trained when during during kind of gun training to aim for the biggest the biggest part of the target, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the body, right? Um, and that's part of the course. And I'm assuming that cops get similar training as anybody who gets like a concealed handgun license or anything else, right? Yes, they do. Um, so if this cop is standing there with his gun pointed at you and he's telling you to drop the weapon and your response is, it's cool, man. It's it's just a, it's, you know, it's just my toy or it's just a jet or it's what, you know. Dude, use some common sense. Just drop the toy helicopter or drop your car key. Like whatever is in your hand that he thinks is a weapon, just drop it. And and then just be like, dude, it's just my car keys. If you want to you take thirty steps back, and be like, look, that's the weapon. That's my car keys. Mm-hmm. You know, like help him de-escalate the situation. You know, like use some instead of uh, going. I ain't gonna listen to you. This ain't done no goddamn thing wrong. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. Well, right. they'll be they'll de-escalate, but if they have if their a weapon is being pointed at them. Then that's where they're kind of like you know they're they're making their judgment call there. If you know, like you said, if he's just kind of walking around or has it or you know whatever, and then the cop you know is there to deescalate, not just immediately just start firing at him. Yeah. So, right. but if Here's they're the pointing point. at the so, kids, pointing a finger gun at a cop, you know that that and the kid can't and the cop can't determine from their angle whether that's a real gun or not a real gun. You know, then that's that's the judgment call they got to make. Unfortunately. Here's a well, very, very important thing to remember in the situations, especially the one like what you brought up input about the kid, the nine-year-old gun down in the yard, right? Um, uh, doing what I do for a living, I see a lot of stuff. And one of the things that I, I, I see a lot of is you have to understand that in a lot of cases, if a 911 call goes out, and that 911 call says, "Hey, this, I, hey, hey, I don't know, I don't know what's going on, but there's a kid and he's got a gun and he's pointing at people, and you know, I need the cops to get here right away." Okay, police officer me gets that call. You know, that code comes in right now. I'm thinking, kid with a gun pointing at people, this is dangerous. I'm going in with the thought of person with a gun is about to do some shit. So in situations like that, they're going to come guns drawn, pointed and ready to go. If you don't, if you have what even remotely resembles something that could hurt them or anyone else around you, 
and your first instinct isn't to do what you said, and that is put it down and step the hell away, there's a slight chance you might get shot. And the reason well, yeah. is they're already on edge because they're going to a call that says, right. hey, this person has a gun. And they don't and, know what the outcome is going to end up being. No. And if this nine-year-old, <clears throat> unfortunately, I don't, I'm using the nine-year-old as an example. I don't care if they're 50 years old, um, get there. And the first thing they do is, like you said, man, this isn't a gun, man. It's just a toy or it's just a remote control or it's a whatever. I remember clearly, and this is a real true life story that happened to me. Do you guys remember um, radios in the 90s? A big thing about car stairs in the 90s was a detachable faceplate. Yep. Right? Yep. Okay. Me, white guy, no, no stereotype at all right here. I'm just a, just a dude cruising through a town that I've lived in my whole life. I'm at a uh, convenience store, and I was literally hanging in my hand out the window. I think I was going to give my faceplate to my radio to, to someone else, like a friend of mine that was there. Just so happened a cop came by at that time. To him... The first thing he's, it looked like to him, I was hanging up a, a big black gun out the window because mm -hmm. I had it, you know, kind of like, you know, holding it like this, just hanging it out the window. And that dude went ape shit on me and had, had his gun drawn, went, uh, you know, sliced the pie, went walking around my car and he said, drop it, put it on the ground. I had about a half second of confusion before I was like, is he talking to me? And once that half second was up, I had to buy a new radio because that somebody hit the ground quick. And I was like, mm, let it go. You ain't shooting me, bro. Uh, what it, I, I, it clicked. Like I wasn't going to sit there and try to let him figure out what it was. Right. I knew I didn't have a gun, but I also knew he did. And it's, the smart thing to do in that time is to do whatever the hell he says. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and your training, you, you go into a situation where you're already an elevated thing and officers are supposed to give, two verbal commands before that happens, unless it looks as if the individual is going to harm himself or harm someone else or harm you. Then that that's when it all changes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, but having it where you can't even, you know, New Jersey make it where you can't have the, the gun as a toy. That, that that's crazy to me. That's just. Well, and here's, and here's my thing. I have a, I carry a pocket knife on me at all times okay here's a here's okay you guys have probably seen some of my unboxings with this thing like i, I cut open tape and all this stuff with this okay this knife, knife. is not only a knife it's a skull cracker like it, it's a basically it's a hunting knife right so it's got like a little like a little you know like a stabbing yeah. thing on it and stuff it's where did you basically can opener i mean it it's it's a it's a smith and weston knife they got it in texas i like that knife yeah I so <laughs> so whenever i get pulled over you know, the cop, it, you know, do you have any weapons in the car? And I'm like, no, I've got a pocket knife on me. It's a Smith and Western, you know, the, the blades like five inches long. It's this, that X, Y, Z. Uh, and if I ever get told to step out of the car, I step out of the car, roll my window up, close the door, take my keys, lock the car, close the door. And I say, Hey, the only thing I got on me is my knife. They pat me down, you know, and then I let them take knife out of my pocket and stuff. It's like, just common sense stuff. Like I wouldn't reach for my knife, right. try and stab somebody wearing body armor. First of all, like that's just a terrible idea. But you know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm literally bringing a knife to a gunfight at that point. 
you know, and that's that's me losing almost immediately, right? Like I, it's common sense. Like I just cooperate with them, and if I if I have anything to say, I'll say it, right? Like, but it's like, dude, it's just a knife, just chill. It's a legal, you know, it's legal size. It's whatever, blah blah blah. But you know, yeah, yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, uh, yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am. Learn basic manners. Yeah, no, exactly. No, exactly. And that's the thing is like everybody, you know, everybody wants to be a superhero out there. See how I circled that back. But um, everybody, everybody wants to be trying to be a superhero out there. But at the end of the day, man, look, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to get the target to buy some Transformers. Like you see how I took that back again, full circle anyway. Um, but I'm just trying to get where I'm trying to go. And if I get pulled over, you know, I get pulled over. Like I've done nothing wrong. My car is insured. My car is registered. My everything, all my tags are up to date. And the only thing that he is he's gonna find threatening on me is my knife. Like, yeah, I'm gonna let you. Know. I'm not gonna go to jail because, you know, I'm gonna yell at you over a knife or or try to make a news report or something like that. Like, I'm just trying to get where I'm going. You just got a job to do at the end of the day, you know. So, I'm just trying to, you know, I just want to try and make his his day as good as mine. So when I get pulled over, a I try to make the cop laugh in the beginning, you know. Like, hey, what's the problem, officer? Was I going fifty and a twenty five? You know, just like just try to make them laugh, you know, try to, you know, mm-hmm. kind of defuse the, I guess, the aggression in the situation or whatever. Right. And then just be straight up like, yeah, dude, I got my knife on me. You know, here's my insurance. Here's my, you know, registrations on the windshield because it's Texas. But there's all the information you need. Like, I, I don't have any warrants or anything, so I'm not worried about nothing, you know. So I, I speaking of Texas. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, Texas has got to have tags on front and back of the car, right? Uh, well, yeah, but most people don't do that. But yeah, <laughs> I, in a semi, I was in a semi. I I I don't remember. I I, I think I, I I think my truck was broke down. I didn't have air conditioner, and I had to stay in the hotel. Mm-hmm. The cop wrote me a ticket because I had to park my semi, just a bobtail, no trailer, covering like three parking spots. He wrote me a parking ticket. That sounds about right. Um, In a motel parking lot? Yeah, in a motel. In a motel. That's a private parking lot. Yep. Uh, Yeah, but the uh, thing here is like cops... I was just out of Dallas. The motel would have had to complain about you. That's weird. Well, no. Their driveway was connected to a bank. So I think the bank complained. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's always the problem. Yeah, that probably makes more sense. But but he was like, where's your other tag? Because I had a tag on the front of the tractor. But a tractor trailer doesn't put a tag on the cross member in the back. Well, here's my question. Right. He's usually what's, pulling a trailer. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here's my question: Is your is your truck registered in Texas? No. Then it doesn't. It was matter. registered. It was registered in Georgia. Then it doesn't. And he was matter. like, "You got I tried to explain that to the cop. It took me thirty minutes to explain this to this one cop, and from Dallas, he was like, "Where's your other tag?" Well, I'm from Georgia, and we only get issued one tag, and that goes on the semi. On the yeah. front bumper, and, and and I had to tell him this like I don't, I don't know ten fifteen times before he he finally 
he fi- I think he finally got on the radio and called dispatch, and they were like, "Yeah, he's right." That's the other thing too. Is like I I noticed that like a lot of this stuff, as far as like cops go, like if they if they if you get like a like a like a dickhead cop, right? Like he's just up on power or whatever. <coughs> Uh, a lot of this stuff can be just be solved. Like, dude, just call your dispatch and ask a question. That's all you have to do. Like, take take five minutes of out of take make this thing last five minutes, not an hour, right? Like, just call your dispatch. If I'm right, I'm right. If you're wrong, you're wrong. If, if I'm wrong, write me my ticket and I'll go about my business. You know, that's all it is. It is what it is. You know, like JSP says in chat, uh, it's a power trip. You know, so like like it sounded like he was on a power trip with you, Triple R. And that does happen. I mean, that and it happens. Know, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and plus the adrenaline and all that other stuff that kicks yeah. in. Yeah, Amy's gonna make that quota. Uh well, if if you're if you're here in Texas, they will swear up and down that that's not a thing. But you have judges that will tell you, uh, "Oh, when did you get pulled over? Oh, I got pulled over at the end of last month. Ooh." You got pulled over during quota period, huh? Yes. It's like, oh, so it is a thing. It's like, like they, they and I go, yes, it yeah, is. They're, they're yes, trying to they get rid of it here, but well, I think the whole yeah, they're going to try to get rid of it here, but it's not going to probably work because you know the, then they're they're going to be like, okay, well, where are we going to get you know this revenue or that revenue? Oh yeah, that's a big um, deal because uh, my, my brother tells me all the time, it's like, yep. You know, in South Carolina, they claim they don't have a quota. He says, but they definitely have a quota. And then there's a lot of times that local towns are counting on that money of someone speeding to have to pay for that. That's extra cash coming in for the county stuff. Especially when it's the out of town money. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, but, but they're also trying to, to what they're, what they're trying to do, why they want to get rid of it is because they don't want to have to punish the officers for not meeting that quota. And getting on that power trip, you know, and trying to force that. It was like, well, yeah, you were. Is like, well, no, I wasn't, officer. Like, I know the law. Like, so that so they're trying to prevent those kind of issues, so that we don't lose good officers because they didn't make quota because, you know, they were being good officers and trying to keep the peace instead of trying to punish and enslave like barricade would. <laughs> so, <laughs> see, brought that round to a transformer character. <laughs> yeah, see, you know, it's, still, it's still a transformers podcast because we're still discussing transformer topics in a way like it's it's full circle <laughs> so works out works out so <laughs> it's degrees so of the moral of the story is don't go to <laughs> right so the moral of the story is don't go to new jersey and bring your masterpiece megatron or your g1 megatron <laughs> right no exactly i just honestly i just think that it's sad because it's a huge overreach and uh i left a comment on um uh Oh man, I, I'm Rodimus Primal's channel, and and I and I, and I said it there, and I'll say it here. I can't wait to hear about people cutting down trees because kids are falling out, breaking their arms. I can't wait because this is such a knee jerk reaction to this. It's not even funny, and <laughs> it's sad. Like it, it's really sad. No, right? no, no, no. Cutting down trees because people are getting paper cuts. Oh, or paper cutting themselves. Right, exactly. or they just start. Greasing up trees and just start putting vegetable oil on everything. 
<laughs> I feel like it's a whole other conversation. Now the kids can't well, come. That, See, look, problem uh, solved. We have lubed the wood. The wood has been lubed. <laughs> See, ACP got my joke. He got it. <laughs> it is. Slip and slide. <laughs> so how about those? Um, I've got to go because my phone's about to die on me. It went from like 16 to 2% like that. I don't know what no happened. No worries, Triple R, man. No worries. We, we'll, we'll see you next week, brother. Be safe. See you next week. Bye. Put the tag on the back of the truck. By Triple R. <laughs> Put your tag on the back of the truck. Mm. Oh, did you guys get anything new in this week? Oh, we forgot to talk about our weekly pickups. Wow. So we got 15 minutes. Better talk it up now. <laughs> well, great transition there, Kato. Yes, actually, I picked up. Well, I didn't pick up. It was a late Christmas. Well, it was a Christmas gift that finally arrived. My Christmas gift from my mother, the Shattered Glass uh, Perseus, the SG TFC, the TFC SG Perseus or Shattered Glass Devastator or their Red and White Hercules. And cool. if you guys want to see a review on the combined mode itself, it's up on my channel. That's in dash P U T. That's input over on YouTube and Ernest P World over on Instagram and Twitter. And so, yeah, go check out that review. And honestly, guys, I highly recommend that figure. I, like, it's the only pickup I have uh, for this week, but that figure is amazing. He is something I didn't talk about in the review that, that figure is really hefty. It, it is, it's chug scale. And it is a lot heavier than that Superion that I showed in the video. There's a huge weight difference between the two. Um, and it's only 170 bucks on TF Safari. So, I mean, you can't go wrong. It's, it's an amazing figure. So, highly recommended. Crimson, what'd you get this week, man? So, so I got the Fall Cybertron kickback. Uh, I never got that figure when it came out. I always passed on it. Because when I get Insecticons, I want to get all three of them in one fell swoop. Um, but this one, I, I just kind of want to check it out because I was reading that IDW Transformers Ironhide with the story with the Insecticons on Cybertron. Uh, it also came with um, Rumble, Frenzy, Ravage, and Rat... No, wait. Yeah, Ravage and Ratbat. Um, the little data discs they had for Fall of Cybertron. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I have those in a package already, but these were loose, so at least I can kind of mess around with them, comparing with the Siege Soundwave, so that'll be fun. Um, I also picked up um, two Siege Hounds that were on BBTS when they were on sale. The Finally got uh, Generation Select's Lancer, so I'm glad to have her. Uh, so I could make Orthia if I wanted to, but I, I don't really want to. Um also picked up the third-party Iron Factory Runabout and Runamuck. I think they're called uh, Racing Brothers Retrograde or something like that. But they're little legend-sized versions of them. And they they all work really well with Siege. And I got something that was a Gundam. Um, I don't know if anybody watch, has, has watched Gundam 0080, but it's worn in the pocket. But that has the Gelgoog Jaeger in it. And I really, really love that design. And I, I picked up the robot spirit so that it's not a model kit, it's just a straight up action figure. And then for Dr. Wu, I picked up some add on parts. Um, they have the Ultra Magnus fillers 
and the stuff that goes with Siege Chromio to give her like a sword and some pistols, as well as the Siege Soundwave uh, extra cassettes for the little scouts, the black and the red and the blue versions. Um, it's like a little aerial drone, and then one of them looks like a little moonscaper thing. And then for the uh, custom challenge that Larkin had brought up, uh, I got the, I don't know if I said this last week or not, but I don't remember mentioning it, but I had gotten the Cyberverse Prowl, the little one that comes with his little police patrol guy. Mm-hmm. And so, because I want that patrol cruiser thing. Um, the spark, I think it's, it's a spark armor. I forget. Yeah, spark so armor. Remember what that was? Yeah, Spark Armor. Because I want that little patrol car because he looks like a little cool little thing that could roll around on Cybertron. But I don't know what to do with the Prowl figure, but I'm, I'm still trying to think of something to do with him as a custom. And that, those are my reinforcements from Cybertron. What'd you get, Kato? Nothing. Oh, okay. What'd you nope. get, ACP? I, got, I picked up... Uh, <laughs> I picked up... Let's see, what came in? I got Civil Warrior General Grant. Mm-hmm. Got that in the uh, War Within Optimus Prime, and uh, as soon as I'm done here, I will finish up editing. It's really not really considered editing and chopping out me cursing. Uh, this big fella right here. Hey, real quick, what's his price point? I asked you that earlier. I don't think you saw the comment. Um, one fifty ish. Okay. I think was a 180. I think it's 150. I don't know. I just I would have paid whatever. But uh, yeah, the MMC's in curses they call it. <laughs> Stop blocking that star saber input. Um, yeah, but yeah, I got this guy filmed up right now, ready to go. This I'm not gonna say anything because you're gonna have to watch the review. But it's awesome. Watch that review over on Kato's Collection on YouTube. That's Kato, K-A-T-O, Collection with a K, just like Mortal Kombat with a K. Mortal Kombat! Yeah, but that's all I got. That's That was my week. I don't think I picked up anything else. All right, ACV, what'd you get, man, besides the flu? <laughs> no, uh, Nikki surprised me with the G1 Braun. And also, she says I haven't come in yet, but she also got me a G1 Warpath. So, uh, pretty excited about those. Um, and then she says, Your birthday's coming up. So, she's giving me the option of the Ultra Magnus or MP, um, uh, oh gosh, Cheetor or Thrust. So, try to make up my mind which one I want to get for my birthday. Can I make a the masterpiece Ultra Magnus? Yes, everybody makes a good thrust on their birthday. (laughs) I'm gonna make a suggestion out of those three. Out of those three, Uh, I want to make a suggestion too. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I would hands down go with the Ultra Magnus out of those three. That was mine. Um, Yeah, just because I I don't have that Cheetor, but I have the Shadow Panther mold. Or the mm-hmm. Shadow Panther recolor, um, it's a great mold, but the the price tag with that mold, I I, I don't know, man. Like I just I can't co-sign with the price tag with the mold on it. But it's a birthday gift, right? So yeah, um, yeah. And thrust, I 
Man, that masterpiece thrust, his wings on his legs take up so much space. <laughs> like just outward wise, it's it's funny. Um, but that Ultra Magnus, man, that Ultra Magnus is beautiful. B E A U T full. Really? I yeah, like if you like yeah. and, I, and I say that because I know how much you love that Siege Ultra Magnus mm-hmm. because of how, how he represents the G one movie and stuff. I, I think in all honesty, when you get that masterpiece Magnus. You're gonna look at that siege madness and be like, "Man, you're fire kindle now, bud." <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But yeah, ultra magnet. That's my suggestion. That's actually my my my. That would be my A. My B would just be like, Nikki, please, can I have all three? Please, please, please. please, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm already up shit creek right now for not putting up her uh, solar panel after that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, just tell her just tell her you had the flu man that's all you gotta do <laughs> oh she's when i did get the, she thought i was joking at first when i had the flu and um i was like i don't know what's wrong with me i'm uh i said i'm sick she says that's only in your head <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> but as you it the, went on was you that? got the dosekis virus <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ain't that what it's called she was like you're trying to get yeah. out doing that solar panel because I was supposed to do that on Monday <laughs> this past week. So, yeah. Also, Nero in chat, for those of you listening over there on our podcast uh, on Anchor and all of our other podcast things, uh, Nero in chat. So if you'd like to join us live, that's over on my YouTube channel. That's in-put-7 put seven. To nine every Saturday Central Standard Time. Nero in chat says you need the KFC hands for that Ultra Magnus. They are awesome, and I would agree. I have that Ultra the KFC hands for that Star Saber. They mm-hmm. are an amazing piece to add to any any masterpiece figure. So I got them for my MP10, and I I greatly greatly uh, recommend them as well. I need some for my MP10. You can put them in that pointing. <laughs> we can put him in that pointing, you know, like uh, you transform Autobot City. You can put him right in that pose. Yeah, dude, you totally can. And you can put like blur in them around them, you know. Springer, you and RC transform Autobot City. You can have them like down on that angle, you know. So, you guys trying to do a fusion? Is that what's going on here? I was fingering. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Wait, oh, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> Not the whole finger, y'all. Calm down. Kato correct primer. Last time on Dragon Ball Z, Kato and ACP attempted the fusion dance to form Kato correct primer. In doing so, they failed. Kato mistimed his step, and in doing so, created a fusion that was called Collection Primer. It's like, oh, like, man, like that that flat. or whatever. That <laughs> felt so flat. It totally did. I had, I had high hopes, and you just shat upon them. <laughs> you just shat upon them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See, what happened was this thing had come into the office, Listen, and it got swallowed up by this other thing, and then the thing came with the other thing, and then you, you, your fusion failed. So I got what you were doing, input. but I can tell. I could tell it was getting stretched <laughs> to the point because the, the processing in the back was like, holy shit, I've started this. I've got to come up with a second name. What is it going to be? 
I would yeah. say in the shattered glass universe of of our podcast, that that joke may have not have fallen flat and put. So that's something that's out there for you. No, 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 it would have fallen flat because it's output instead of input, right? So like there wouldn't even be a podcast right now in the shattered glass universe. We'd be fighting like a war with like China or something right now. Or is that too bleak? Is that too bleak? I think that's a little too bleak, right? Good night, folks. It's dark, man. You went full dark. <laughs> I think I'll cut that out when I edit this up for Stitcher and stuff. So anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we here, we are close to that two-hour mark, and I want to thank everybody for coming in and co-hosting with me. And I want to thank everybody in chat who came in, and I want to thank everyone out there in the listening square space for listening to us for semi-old nerds just rant and ramble about stuff. And <laughs> whatever the groups of Rapture, he's just like, "Fuck well, you, Crimson, man!" Yeah, he's like, gone. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, nothing, motherfucker! I ain't old." Bye, bitches. <laughs> you know, pissed off Crimson Raptor. For anyone listening on Anchor or Stitcher or any other podcast, uh, Crimson Raptor said, "Fuck you," and left. <laughs> like, bye, bitches. <laughs> He dropped a smoke bomb and disappeared. (laughs) Ninja vanish. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, he's back. So, (laughs) man, I transformed into the wrong alt mode. (laughs) That was embarrassing. (laughs) So, guys, I want to thank everybody for stopping by. I want to thank everybody for listening. As always, uh, be kind to each other. I love all you guys. Um, And. ACP, you you haven't been here in a while, brother. Take us out, man. Don't get the flu, motherfuckers. Don't get it all. It's horrible. (laughs) It's horrible. Y'all have a great week. Thank y'all for hanging out with us. And we'll see y'all next time.